Hi folks, Boris Johnson here. Really sorry I can't be with you, but I'm with you in spirit. Give it all you've got. Give them hell. Good luck. Don't you get smart with me, you little prick. I will shit in you. Welcome to episode 31 of the Bristol Digest, the only weekly podcast not to have been hacked into by Vladimir's Vladimir Putin's personal dirty tricks brigade. <laughs> uh, today is the 18th of December. My name is Orip Sen and I'm joined as ever by my good friend Paul Moss. How's it going, Paul? Yeah, none too badly. No cool. complaints. Top stories this week, Paul. Obama warns Putin about hacking whilst Trump warns China about drone ripouts. Uh, whilst current President Barack Obama took to the airwaves to warn Putin that America would retaliate against Russia's cyber attacks at some place, at some time, uh, President-elect Trump took to Twitter to misspell a denunciation of China's seizure of an American <laughs> drone. As the Western world wakes up to the reality of millions of Russians reading their emails, uh, Trump, never keen, uh, keen never to say a bad word about his favourite despotic buddy, has instead saved his most original words for the Chinese, calling their actions <laughs> unprecedented, spelt pre- pre- president id uh, spelling it incorrectly and therefore implying their actions were effectively not president-like or something. <laughs> Uh, his description of their actions as of their actions as ripping out a drone from the water as well was also, well, quite shitty. Um, even UK government ministers have realised the fact that a Russian guy seems to turn up every time they place an order on eBay is in fact not a silly coincidence. Whitehall has finally convinced himself that Putin's hidden coterie of computer hackers and dirty tricksters is not the creation of James Bond filmmakers, but indeed an actual thing. And rather than bending over and allowing floods of Russian oligarch money to flood into the anus of London's financial market, it was high time they changed tact. But despite movements in London, <laughs> warnings from the outgoing president, several reports from the CIA, Trump and several reports from the CIA, Trump refuses to give the allegations against the Russians any credence at all. We expect him to be learning the Cossack dance any minute now. Um, next story, Paul. Yeah. Uh, and the return of one of our favourite characters as well. But uh, You think Trump is a president with a past? Philippines President Duterte proudly confesses oh, to yes. personally killing three men. <laughs> when, <laughs> when Philippines President Duterte was elected president of the Philippines in June this year, here at the Grizzle Digest, we reported on the Filipino premier's penchant for an odd excitable comment when put in front of a crowd of people. Back then, when celebrating his victory in front of a huge cheering crowd, Mr. Duterte bizarrely implored people to go out and shoot a drug dealer with an ill-advised promise of illegal immunity. Now, you might think some people would simply ignore crazy old Duterte's celebratory ramblings, but the six... You'd hope so. (laughs) But the 6,000 or so people that have been killed by vigilantes since he said that would probably disagree. Um, This week, Mr. Duterte has been up to his old tricks again by confessing and ultimately bragging about killing at least three people during his time as mayor of southern town of Davao, in a manner more oblivious to the seriousness uh, of what he was saying than a blind man reading the Quran out loud at a pub in Dagenham. Uh, In an interview with the BBC, when asked about the incident, Mr. Duterte said, I killed about three of them. I don't know how how many bullets from my gun went inside their bodies. It happened, 
and I cannot lie about it. Mr. Duterte <laughs> also said that when he was mayor, he would drive about on a scooter looking for confrontation so he could Jesus. kill people. <laughs> yeah. It's advice apparently given to me. anyone. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty leery. Um, <laughs> advice apparently given to anyone who travels through the UKIP constituency of Clacton. Um, <laughs> despite President Duterte's reiterating his comments on a number of occasions, uh, a spokesman for his government said that the president's words should not be should be taken seriously, not literally. Um, <laughs> it's probably good advice, <laughs> given what oh, happened Jesus. last time. Um, final story this week, Paul. Uh, Germany takes the lead in fighting hate speech. Well, it's the least they can do, I suppose. Given yeah. Around, yeah. Uh, Germany is considering laws that would impose heavy fines and criminal sanctions on tech companies like Facebook, YouTube and Google for failing to take down hate hate speech sites and fake news and for generally acquiescing in evil like a bunch of Nelly Furtados playing private gigs for Colonel (laughs) Gaffey's. Uh, the Germans have already already have some of the strictest, strictest hate speech laws in Europe, but Merkel's government proposes to go further, putting an onus on tech companies to combat hate speech. A group of tech CEOs have volunteered to combat hate speech directly by punching Nigel Farage in the face and by turning Donald Trump's phone to airplane mode. Uh, <laughs> the moves come following earlier attempts by the German government to force tech companies to remove the items that offended hate speech laws within 24 hours. Uh, but a year on, it seems that most companies have gone about the job with less enthusiasm, less enthusiasm than John Prescott's oil masseuse. Uh, the proposals are also in reaction to the insidious growth, growth of far right in Europe uh, and the US, with no doubt a few Germans shitting their pants at the thought that it could float across the border from France like a sinister, destructive, cheesy fart. Um, and that's <laughs> the big stories this week, top stories this week. Oh, we'll what start a week with, it's um, been. We'll start with what's going on over in America. And assuming we're all over the place, which is Russia's hacking everything, man. They're probably oh, they're listening just, to this. Oh, definitely. I should think um, I should yeah. think we've got a few little Russian bots listening to us. Hey. Good evening, sir. Good, Good evening. evening. Good evening. Yeah. We don't... You, you don't need to kill us, so... Yeah. Just relax. We think you're great. We think you're awesome. But if we did think <laughs> you were shit, this is what we'd say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, it seems like even in London now they've sort of woken up to to this. The, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, and even us. the the FBI have kind of lately come out and said, yeah, now nah, maybe it does look like they did something. <laughs> 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 they might have hacked a little bit, but at the same time, what I've uh, you know from what I understand, it's not like they've been using necessarily, you know, crazy intelligent quants with amazing algorithms and coding to get through things they've literally just been sending stupid phishing emails yeah yeah that's how they got um, Podesta wasn't it was like (laughs) in the same way please confirm you are who we say you are and (laughs) click this link and he did it yeah I mean how much money has he how much money has he sent to fucking Nigerian princes if he's like that (laughs) but yeah so it's not like they're using Massively high tech techniques, but people seem to be falling foul of them. Well, that's it. It's the, you know, throw enough shit, some idiot's going to click a link. <laughs> it's a bit. Also, it's a little bit, a little bit concerning <laughs> that um, yeah. Putin does have like basically a unit of people whose yeah, like sole purpose is to destabilize the West. I mean, that's quite. That's quite <clears> that is alarming, really, isn't it? Why <laughs> do you need to do that, Poots? Why can't? Why can't? Yeah. Why isn't Russia fine without? With a stable West, why can't they just be fine with a stable West? Why have they, why have they got to destabilize it? Surely there isn't a destabilization of Russia unit 
anyway. I'm pretty sure there's not. I mean, Russia do a pretty good job of that themselves, don't they? So yeah, exactly. It's never, never exactly. really been called for. <laughs> I know, but still, chill just out. Stop messing with honestly. the West. I live there. Just stop, just right? stop trying to destabilize everything. Isn't it? It's, it's, and it's they're, they're fucking pissing their pants about it as well. They're really laughing, and it's. I mean, oh. it is quite funny. But well, they have won massively. I mean, I bet like you know a year and a half ago they sat around a big table and like right, I've got this plan. And everyone laughed at him, said, ah, that's never going to happen. And now a year later, Trump's the president. We voted for Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you got I can't believe you were so I right, man. Why did we ever doubt you, comrade? Stupid. Stupid Westerner. Stupid. But they, Fair um, play to him. Fair play to him. Fair play. But respect I mean, it. it is working as well. It is working. Oh, so, doing a lovely job. Doing a lovely job. Yeah. But Mr. Trump seems to not except that any of it's happening which is useful um, that is true that is carries <laughs> carries on sort of you know oh, i'm too busy out. starting a war with china yeah i know talk about <laughs> fucking on the chinese at a time like this <laughs> fucking hell donald there are better um, things to do exactly next story paul it's our good friend duterte oh um, i'm back once again old <laughs> You know, killer, <laughs> killer Duterte. This is what he's known. I love as. it. Is you know, at least three, or possibly three. I mean, it's blatantly more than three because those are the only ones he referred yeah. to in that particular story he was talking about in reference to that particular day. Probably not even that particular day, that particular morning or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like the fact he was. Uh, yeah, he was like, I cannot lie, but I also cannot give specific details for, <laughs> yeah, for I may incriminate be. myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I am the president, so you know I will kill you if you do anything, basically. Um, but he's, he's a bit of a character. But I oh, he's, he's, he is definitely one. a character. I think that's one <laughs> thing. It's yeah, oh, just character bants, <laughs> total bants from that one. <laughs> I don't know if he's a good character at the moment. He might um, be a batty. Yeah, we did kind of joke about him getting in. We were kind of like, oh, God, you'll get Duterte's everywhere if you're not careful. But um, that's a very real possibility. Careful really. what you wish for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but the people heeded his words uh, the last time. 6,000 people, man. That's a lot, isn't it? That's a lot of murders. That is quite a lot of people. What's it been, like eight months, something like that, I guess? I don't know, like 10 episodes, something like 10 that. 10 episodes. <laughs> it's not even Jesus. that much. Yeah. Like 600 6, people an episode are dying. I know. God. Chill out. Fucking um, hell, mate. But yeah, he, he gave an interview with the BBC as well. And when, when he, <laughs> this is when he said all of this. <laughs> killed all these people. What did he think the BBC were going to think? Yeah, this guy's hard. Right. <laughs> you saw how easy uh, Andrew Marr went on Marine Le Pen's. He just thought this would be the thought easiest be interview easy. in the West he could do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's going to kowtow to me? Who's I'll tell get on Marr. Yeah, well... Again, well, enough of the enough of the ruthless murders. Um, what do you do at the weekends? What do you? Uh, what yeah. do you like? We heard that you're a, a keen horse rider. Um, that's good. <laughs> I kill horses. I kill at least horses three. because they, <laughs> yeah, because they have men on them sometimes <laughs> who also die. <laughs> um, next. Duarte. <laughs> Duarte. Next and final story. It's uh, it's Germany's fight against hate speech. Oh, um, go on, Germany. Well done, Germany. What, well a, done, what age we live in where the Germans are the champions of... <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't say that, okay? Don't say that. They're doing it for us, all right? They're doing it for us. Or is it they, they, do, or is it they happen to be, like, really strict about it because they're fucking so worried about, about yeah. their shit? If it's gone like that in those countries, what the fuck is going to happen in our country? Well, they, they've seen how quick it can kick off over there. Yeah, exactly. One beer hall push later and <laughs> they are in trouble. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. 
uh, people are dressing the same again. Uh-uh. But anyway, um, <laughs> sales of brown shirts are through the roof. Brown shirts have gone up. <laughs> they the are flying off the rails. <laughs> and the little mustaches back. <laughs> um. <laughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, cut that. Cut <coughs> it. Excuse me. But yeah, no, I mean, um, yeah, they've tried, tried to take on tech companies. So they're sort of. Um, Saying they, you know, that companies need to be more, more proactive about looking for fake news and these sorts of mm. items and, and removing them. They do seem to be needing to do more. I Twitter have had quite a lot of uh, yeah. quite a lot of shit this week, haven't they? Because they deactivated some kind of far right Nazi guy's account and then they reactivated it. <laughs> um, right, it I, yeah, <laughs> apparently so. Discrimination against cunts or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it does seem a little bit bonkers. I mean, they can, the, you know. They're, they're... I don't. I don't really understand the the reluctance to it, and it's quite no. worrying because no one knows more about like sociological trends than than uh, the big data that's accessed by social media companies. Yeah, so the very sure. fact that they're like, well, in order to appease our advertisers, we're going to keep the, gonna... the hate speech guys. Yeah. that's quite worrying, isn't it? Because yeah, if sure. they were a, a substantial minority, you know, they weren't very important. They weren't a key demographic of white males, eighteen to thirty-four. Yeah. Um, they would probably shut them all down. Shut so them it's, down. It's, it's quite quite chilling. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> there is an appeal out there for someone, but um, yeah, it does seem a bit uh, yeah. like I think. Um, but it it cuts both ways as well, doesn't it? It's not just like they remove that sort of far right stuff. They can also remove presumably things that you know encourage people to run off to Syria and all that sort of deal. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, like, which yeah. is just just as hateful or whatever, invariably. Just, but Yeah, they should just have a don't be a cunt rule. And yeah, cunt but then that is people are like, censorship, man. You're censoring stuff. Don't censor anything ever, ever. Even if, you know, John Prescott is fucking cat covered in shit. I want to see it. I want to fucking see it. I want to smell it. I want to <laughs> taste it. You know, like... People I want it in my mouth. Yeah, I want it in my mouth. Don't censor anything. <laughs> okay, that's democracy. Don't you understand... Nazi, um, fucking fascist. Uh, so yeah, that will ne- that will never work. Seemingly, that's true. That is seemingly apparently true. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I wonder. I wonder, like they did, you know, like in um, in the old. You, you remember, like when we were young, you'd, you'd get them. the odd, you'd get the odd, you know, like video nasties. You know, like, yeah, like yeah. those sort of B movie. Like on VHS, yeah, like, like VHS would go around like banned in the USA, banned in the USA, <laughs> lesbian blood sucking. You know what I mean? Like yeah, da, da, yeah. Da, da, da. Um, those sorts of things got censored, didn't they? They got banned and yeah. things. Like they were only allowed for a little bit because I think they. I can't remember why, but um, they got banned. So why can't they fucking? Yeah, and like movies in the cinema will have to go through like a certification. There's certain yeah. things that will be banned. So does. Yeah, like Last Tango in Paris. Yeah. Didn't they remove that bloody old Butterfingers. <laughs> 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 oh, you Butterfingers. Oh. Um, oh. That scene. <laughs> that scene. Silly sausage. Um, yeah, so if they're censoring that stuff, yeah. which is fair enough, I don't want to see old Butterfingers in action, but. No. Um, then why, then why not, not the odd. Why not censor the rest? Because it's their site, essentially, isn't it? So they haven't yeah. got, you know, it's not like it's a government-run fucking no. Twitter, is it? It's yeah, a absolutely. Private company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got the absolute right to say, "Well, no, we disagree we with that type like of language." Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Get out. 
we don't disagree with what we disagree with is you trying to stop me watching Theresa May and Phil May having hot sex in the garden. <laughs> we, <laughs> we think we all pray that is never censored. <laughs> Six or seven the people deserve to see that. Yeah, I don't want it censored. I want it in my face. I want it on a plate because that's fucking democracy. I want a um, pair of thousand pounds crotchless leather trousers. <laughs> In my face. In my face. In my kid's face. Everyone's face. <laughs> in my neighbour's face. In my nan's face. In my neighbour's face. <laughs> oh dear. So that's so yeah. Well done, Germany. Yeah, good <laughs> on you. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Germany. Well done, Germany. <laughs> I think what it all boils down to. <laughs> I think we'd all agree. Oh, so good on the quilts. On this day in history, Paul. In history. Uh, last week was the 13th mm-hmm. of December, and the theme was European yeah, was. royalty trying mm. their families' fruit and vegetables. Oh, yes. And if you remember, in fact, number one was in 1742, Dutch Prince William Friso oh, dished his mother's potatoes. The Dutch potatoes. Oh, Dutch potatoes. 1831, Belgian prince. Pretty similar accent, really. <laughs> Per Flemmer takes his uncle's gooseberries. Oh, the Belgian gooseberries. His, his uncle. Oh, the Belgian gooseberries. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in 1879, final fact was in 1879, Portuguese prince Pepe Constar licks his father's melon. <laughs> that's that's Portuguese. That is Portuguese that was, in your face. I think you'll find Portuguese is more like Portuguese watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> I love this uh, Portuguese watermelon. <laughs> Maybe some Johnny Cho. Johnny, I'm deliciously yeah. Portuguese. <laughs> True. True. Um, I think you'll find it's like that. Actually, I think that's correct. I think that's correct. But do, do you know what? You went for. Um, I think you went for potatoes. I think I did go for the Dutch potatoes. And the answer was Dutch potatoes. It was Dutch yes, potatoes. Yes, it was the Dutch potatoes. Just doing the row. Doing the row. You've got now. Fetish fantastic. Um, I'm a winner. Going for the hat trick ball. Yeah, they're apparently Frisian potatoes are a big deal. Fucking Friso Ooh. Frisian potatoes are fucking big deal. So in in Holland, if you go around yes. being, oh yeah, do you remember that time that William Friso tested his mother's potatoes? People are like, oh yeah, yeah. What do you mean third oh, of December? Yes, mate, yeah. That was sick, fam. Yeah, of course, man. We have chips that day, crisps, everything, potatoes. That was well sick, yeah. So he was like, "Mum, give me your spuds up." Yeah. And then he was like, they're lovely. Uh, proud day in Dutch history. It was. Um, this week, Paul. Dutch potatoes. <laughs> Dutch potatoes. This week is the th- 18th of December. And the theme yep. is the importation of exotic mm-hmm. animals. Ooh. Fact number one. Uh, in a- 1898, collectors mm-hmm. at Frankfurt Zoo imported Germany's first Bengal tiger. Ooh. Fact number two. In 1921, collectors at London Zoo imp- imported London's first polar bear. Or final fact, fact number three. In 1936, collectors in San Francisco imported America's first giant panda. Ooh. So that's 1898, first Bengal tiger in Germany. 1921, first polar bear in London. Or 1936, first giant panda in the US of A. Giant panda in the US of A. Yeah. Motherfucking pandas. Um, but do you know what? It, all they're all very plausible, aren't they? I, I, I would be a hundred percent convinced if if any of those were true. Mm. Nothing stands out to me as a big falsy. So, in the spirit of Christmas, Christmas time, 
Um, at this time of year, when I'm whenever I'm unsure, I let Christmas be, be guide my me. guide. Yeah. And uh, Christmas is shining its big Christmassy shiny light uh, towards the polar bear. The polar bear, of course, of course. Ah, uh, do you remember the holidays are coming? Polar bear. Everyone yeah, loves them. I'm, I'm going. Uh, You're going polar bear. Well, Moss has gone polar bear. Answers next week. Ooh. The Gristle Digest present the strike before Christmas. Twas a strike before Christmas. And all through the land, not a train driver or postman was lifting a hand. The unions had spoken, they needed more pay. So they sat round a table and pleaded with May. But May the curmudgeon, assisted by Gove, heard their demands but returned a stern no. Oh, she's such a curmudgeon. She is. (laughs) The RMT workers had tried to explain that for safety they needed a guard on the train. But the Tories got angry, and asked that they leave, lest they wanted a rematch of the Battle of Orgreave. But Mick Cash said no, and threw down his wish list. Fulfill every one or we'll strike over Christmas! <laughs> so the strikers all struck, and caused us much stress, and were labelled as traitors in Mail and Express. The train driver's resolve was in need of a favour, so it called on the weird-bearded leader of Labour. And soon they were joined in their Christmas time plight as the airports and postmen decided to strike. Then Weetabix joined and May screamed in a huff Breakfast means breakfast. I've had quite enough. The end. Merry Christmas. Wonderful. Wonderful. Wonderful poem there. Thank you. you. Really captured the spirit of of Christmas 2016. Well, it's um, that perfect mix of, of Christmas and industrial action. And it absolutely. comes together quite beautifully. Um, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And I think that, um, well, it's 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 probably a, a poem that we'll, we'll want to read every year. I should think so. Now it's time for another piece from our correspondent reporting on matters north of the border. It's the Gristle Digest good friend, Mr James Honan. How's it going, James? How you doing, Eric? Very well, very well. Good to have you over again. Thanks for having me again. Not at all. Um, so it's over to me. It is over to you, mate. What have you got to, what have you got to report to us? So have we done any Trump? Has there been, there's been some Trump. There's been some Trump this week. Um, um, we, we, we were talking about um, his refusal to accept that Russia seems to have... Uh, and they say, in, yeah, yeah. You say rigged, yeah. I say rigged. Rigged. Uh, it's rigged. It's huge. It's, it's rigged. huge. No, 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 I was going to play on your accent. That was. No, that no, was, I know you are. I know you are. That was uh, me agreeing. No, um, so the thing about Trump this week that got me a couple of things was he tried to start a war with China on Twitter yeah. over a drone, which of course he thinks is one of his butlers or his personal assistants yeah. uh, and doesn't realise it's an instrument of war uh, True. and not something you should be fucking about with on Twitter. <laughs> And he, uh, this is absolutely amazing, um, he described, well, how did he describe China's action of stealing a drone? How did he describe it? I, I think I might know this, because we did refer to it earlier, but it was ri- ripping out. No, they no, ripped, no. They ripped out the drone. So I'm super happy that you didn't get the same quote. Right. He described the, the stealing of the drone as unprecedented. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes. Uh, unprecedented. Yeah, unprecedented. So just so we're clear, not unprecedented in the sense that it lacked precedent or had never happened before. He made up the new word, unprecedented. Like it's not like a president. It's it not wasn't like a president. Fucking Abe Lincoln, man. It I mean, was. Yeah. 
Drive he's a nightmare. He's a feckless nightmare. Yeah. So that caught my eye. But um, I am Scottish, so uh, in a furious effort to try and find something Scottish to talk about, um, I saw a debate in the House of Commons in early December, and I think we're going to play a clip just to tee up, mm. um, and it's from Mary Black, who is the youngest of an MP, and yeah, let's just play a clip. And I understand that sometimes that can be quite, quite dull, you know, with politicians repeat things again and again, but we've now got a new one. We can now also afford to pay up for the Queen's House. We can now find the money to refurbish Buckingham Palace. So my question to the Minister would be this, are we going to be doing up Downing Street anytime soon? Are there any, are there any other houses Bounce. filled with millionaires that need Parliamentary to up, that need a lick of paint? Because it's a ridiculous notion that we can afford to fork out money for palaces, literal palaces like this in Buckingham Palace that we can't pay pensions. It's a joke. So there you go. So, uh, Mary Black, who is 20 or 21, I think she's 21. She's, no, yeah. she's maybe 22 because she's, she's graduated. Yeah, yeah. And uh, youngest MP ever. And she's making a really serious point there about mm. uh, political choices and how the Tories say it's austerity, so that means we can't afford stuff. But actually, they just choose the things that we can afford because as a country, we take on debt for, for political choices. For fun, it seems as well. Yeah. <laughs> so she does a very, I won't try and rehash what she said because she's much more uh, erudite than me. Um, but she then brings all that wonderful speech together with the following line, which I'm then going to expand on. So we're going to play that now. Now, every single person that handed in a, a petition has not just a professional duty, but a moral duty to walk through that lobby tonight and vote with us. Because if they don't, as my waspy mother would say, <laughs> he'll slap it into the next election. Hey! I think, I think you've got to break that down a little bit. So my first question was, do you understand what that means in English? Waspy. Well, let's do it. Waspy mother. I mean, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant-y mother. So I've not spoken to Mary, but I understand that's what she means. And that's interesting because her mother, I understand, taught me maths at high school. Right, okay. And it was a Catholic high school called (laughs) Our Lady of Lourdes Secondary School. Well, well, well. And uh, so I think when she says waspy, she means kind of lower middle class that sounds really rude middle right. class middle, uh, middle, middle, <laughs> so literally not Protestant but she means like it's not, it's white not. and middle class and comfy right, right. Um, okay but that's that. I had more in mind uh, that is a big mistake to make when you come from Glasgow she got the long well I'm assuming unless I've heard Waspy wrong but anyway I was right. more into hell slap it into you do you know what that means what does that mean hell slap it into you I mean you know you'll be fucked you should be fucked yeah, so I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, so like, a common variant might be Helmenji, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, I think in received pronunciation it probably translates as, you've made your bed, now you'll lie in it. Oh, I see. There'll be consequences to your actions. Well, that's, I mean, it's a much quicker way of saying it, so give it to, give it to Mary Black. So she's saying, uh, if the Tories uh, choose to spend debt on palaces rather than helping poor people, hell, hell slap it into you. Well, as her waspy mother would say. How about that? How about that? How, How about, about that? that? So, as I say, uh, this waspy mother was uh, Mrs. Black, who was my maths teacher. <laughs> and I've not, um, that's anecdotal. I've not right. had that confirmed. Verified. I'd be super upset if it's not true because everything I'm about to say rests on that. I see. Pressure. Exactly. Um, exactly. Maybe you should have verified it. I should have. Yeah. No, so I think I'm, I'm pretty sure it's true. Um, so. 
as I say, Our Lady of Lourdes in Glasgow, super heavy duty Catholic school name. I was about to say, it sounds much more heavy than Ash Manor. Which well, it's is like, you know, Our, Our Lady of Holy Guilt and Deception. It's like one nice. of those ridiculous names. Nice. And um, uh, this math teacher was an amazing teacher, super stoic, serious, hard teacher. Um, and it got me thinking about a new theme to talk about, which might be Scott, the kind of politics and policy in Scotland around education. Okay. You know, I know that's a subject close to your heart. Yeah, right? well, yeah. I'm always up at night thinking about that. <laughs> and... Uh, so yeah, so how does education policy and politics play out in Scotland and uh, near Glasgow? And it reminded me of a story, and this is so, I have researched this one. Oh, yeah. So there was a school in Glasgow called St. <laughs> Peter the Apostle. Right. Again, quite heavy duty Catholic. The big man. You would yeah, agree. Yeah. St. Peter the Apostle. He's and demographics in Scotland are changing. This school board or the local authority were saying, right, more and more kids are Protestant, Muslim, Hindu, from Poland, who are Catholic, but that's beyond the point. <laughs> but like the demographics are changing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and maybe we should have a less intense Catholic name, right? But still keep the Catholicism thing, right? So like, sexy Maria, sexy Maria like, High School, yeah. tasty. Yeah. So tasty that, Mary. so that's your one guess to guess what the name change was. Okay, I'll, I'll yeah, give okay. you one more, but when I get there. So, this is a genuine thing. They had a big consultation. Mm. We're going to change the name of the school, keep the Catholic, but be less intense, <laughs> less in your face. Sorry. And, uh, yeah, less bananas name. So, after a whole big thing, mm. they come up with a new name, which you can have one more guess. What do you think they changed the name of the school? Um, I don't know. JF, JFK School. JFK School. Uh, he, was, he was Catholic man. He was the first Catholic to run for president. I no, so, not yeah. Al. Al something was the first Catholic. Saying to the first Catholic to be Al shot as president. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Anyway, uh, they changed the so heavy duty name Saint Peter the Apostle to Catholic. They changed the name to Our Holy Redeemer. Nice, Our nice. Redeemer. It's got a verb in it. Our oh Holy no! Redeemer. Well, no. And now, well, Redeemer. It's a, it's a noun. It's a noun. To redeem. Right, so nice. I mean, I find this hysterical because. Uh, I like to imagine the board meeting where they're all kind of right. A point of order here. Whose redeemer is this? Yeah. Our, our redeemer, mate. It's, Nobody else's. Yeah. And then, just so we're absolutely clear, is he secular or, oh no, holy? He's super holy. He's the holy one. Super holy. Can we have a show of hands for our holy redeemer? Everyone yeah. in favour say amen. So... Uh, that's an actual story. From I'm this. sure. I'm sure that probably happened. It's a true story. Without challenge, like they, there wasn't any other sort of options. Do you I, know what I mean? I know. It makes me laugh because uh, the types of education stories you see on Sky Sports News, mm. well, not Sky Sports News, Sky News, even. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is another one. Um, there is another one. It's more about whether academies are independent enough or Craig. should they be allowed to select on the basis of ability. It's not about fucking holy redeemers, man. I know. It's not and about, it should be. I know. It's not about Celtic Rangers games, which is what Scottish education policy is all about. Right. So um, I mentioned my super holy Catholic school, which produced this famous Yours specimen. Yours truly. This yeah. famous specimen. Yeah. And um, Mary Black's mum taught me maths. And another thing about education in Scotland is Catholic education breeds some quite intense teachers um, <laughs> it's, it's possibly an understatement not sexually intense <laughs> when I wrote this I did that's not that's what everyone else thinks this is why you should now. rehearse this is why you should rehearse <laughs> always rehearse uh, not sexually intense although I'm sure that happens but never to me <laughs> mum yeah. this is not a cry for help to make it perfectly clear 
But this is an absolute true story, and anyone who went to school with me, who I'll make sure at least ten of them hear this, will cry when they hear this. I once saw there was a, I mean, I don't did this happen in your school? You'd have the corridor, and there's a fight, and right. there's like a and mob, yeah, and they're right, protecting right, the right. fight almost, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it kind of breaks up. Teachers are trying to get to it, yeah. It breaks up. These guys think they've got away with it. They try and slink into the mob, and this teacher, this French teacher, grabs them and goes. I've got you, son. And he, and he takes my side, and in front of the whole like 20, 40, 50 people, goes, Do you know your problem, son? You're not pretty fly for a white guy. He told him that. That's... Not fly for a white guy. Wow. That's All the girlies see. Racist and insulting. So. Well, it's from the song. Yeah, of course. It's of course. But, uh... Aye. And this was the same French teacher who used to torment. Well, t- uh, touch kids up. Again, not sexual. <laughs> right. This was not the theme. Sure? This was not the theme. Oh, um, although it does get sexual, actually, mm-hmm. uh, in another way. But he also used to, like, for example, say to like one of the less academically gifted kids in the class, <laughs> he'd be like, "Can you swim, son?" And the kid would be like, eh, eh, "Why don't you dive next door and get me the projector?" <laughs> what a lovely man. He was an amazing man. He's now doing pastoral care. He was moved out of French. Wow. Class, but that's uh, he's been paid for it as well. That's incredible. Uh, aye, aye. So, uh, so that, that's uh, Scottish education policy. That's how it plays out where I come from. Wow. And then circling back to Mary Black. So I think you just heard her speak there. And I think, mm. would you agree she's quite a powerful orator? I think she spoke very well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Aye. I would. Um, very kind of natural Glaswegian style, obviously. And the first time I saw her speak was in 2014, uh, just before the referendum, Scottish yeah. independence referendum. And I was living with my mate, Sean, at the time. And we would stay up uh, after work, born and shouting at each other. Well, yeah. I would shout. He right. would defeat me with logic and <laughs> calmness. Reason. <laughs> and um, I forced him to come to a Labour event where Gordon Brown was speaking, and he hated it. And then uh, <laughs> I can't imagine why. I know. <laughs> uh, so, so this is a guy who's a super socialist, but has doesn't like Gordon Brown. Are you are you kidding me? Doesn't like Gordon Brown, and also has uh, good tax. Oh right, arrangements. arrangements. That's I'm, I'm being I'm being unfair. Yeah. Um, so uh, Sean drags me to a socialist event. So he's like, "There's a socialist event." Tommy Sheridan speaking. No, do you know who Tommy Sheridan is? I feel like he played for someone. He did not play. So Tommy Sheridan is a celebrity sex politician, in the sense that he was quite a powerful, up and coming socialist member of the Scottish Parliament. Right. In the, late 90s early thousands okay then he did a wee bit of shagging in a sex club uh, boys uh, the boys and he was a social that's such a Tory thing to do I know well I mean we're all God's children in the yeah, dark exactly. you know anyway the news of the world got a hold of this sued the shit out of him he then sued that no they didn't sh- they didn't sue him they print they printed the story yeah and in a sex club them, made him a celebrity sex politician and um he then sued them for defamation we call it you yeah, call it we call it the same. Well, libel is a type of defamation. Oh, excuse me. There you go. And um, he sacked his lawyer after day two or something, mm. ran the jury trial himself, mm. and fucking won like 200 grand against the news of the world. It was Even though he did it? Well, that's the thing, the kind of annoying fact, which then happened was some of the witnesses he used had lied. Right, and right. he got done for perjury and was in jail. Wow. Jail. So anyway, so he's speaking... He, this guy Tommy Sheridan celebrity sex politician he's from where I come from G53 and you don't mess with those boys from no. G53 anyway so we're going to see him speak we roll up to this socialist 
speaking independence event at Paisley Grammar High School, which is the original high school of Andrew Neil. Oh yeah, true story. And the funny, the interesting bit was uh, at the time Sean was having a my friend Sean was having a a midlife or what do you call it in your twenties? It's not mid early life crisis, uh, quarter quarter life crisis, quarter life crisis. And he had a Porsche, so we rolled up to the socialist event in a Porsche. Right, I see. And people absolutely drawn as daggers, and uh, we saw Tommy speak. Celebrity sex politician uh, gave a very powerful speech, and then Mary Black spoke, age nineteen. Oh, lovely! And kind of blew the doors off the room. Nice. And whether you agreed it or not, uh, it was quite impressive. Um, so, in summary, oh yeah, what you need to know about Scottish education, politics, and policy is celebrity sex fiends. Aye. Good eye. Aye. Eccentric Catholic education. Double eye. And it produces powerful, persuasive orators and the mother of parlance. I thought I'd end serious. Well, there you go. Well, thanks for that, James. We now, now, we now know what we need to create the next Mary Black. So thank you very much, James. Thank you, Europe. Hip-hop English. English. Hip-hop delivered in the style of an Englishman. Um, each week, Mr. Moss trawls through the treasure trove <laughs> of hip-hop history and finds and delivers a verse of fine hip-hop in the finest possible English manner. One does one's best. Indeed. What have you got for me this week, sir? Well, this week I've um, digging through the through the crates, as it were, and oh. I've, I've uncovered a Christmas gem to go with the time of year <clears throat> and it goes excellent a little something like this merry motherfucking christmas Ooh. and a ho 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 mm-hmm. while i'm riding that cot under the mistletoe good grief now dashing through the snow in a candy red top six foe over the hills i go laughing at this ho Nuts on her chin ring, making me feel right. Oh, what fun it is to know that I'm going to get this pussy tonight. (laughs) So ring them bells, ring them bells. She's taking it all the way. Oh, what fun it is to watch her suck my dick this way. (laughs) Hey, ring them bells, ring them bells. She's taking it all the way. Oh, what fun it is to nut while she's sucking my dick. Oh, yay. (laughs) This is the season to get bitten. Compton crime lick and I'm smoking on this shit. The end. Wonderful. Thank you. you. Wonderful. I particularly like the graphic references to sexual activity. Oh, yes. Oh, coupled yes. I mean, with it certainly the, doesn't pull any punches up. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't get any more. Oh, delightful. That, coupled with the acknowledgement that the gentleman comes from Compton, I find that yes, the of fact that those two topics are so delightfully intermingled is is an interesting thing. Well, I, I, I rarely, I, I rarely think about that I think when one, I have sex with someone. One I come from Surrey. Oh, yes, and I do it in a hurry. And I do it in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, involuntarily. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I have no idea, basically. 
not a problem. Not it is, of course, um, Compton's finest. It was a posthumous verse from Mr. Easy E. Oh, no. And his delightful Yuletide oh. track, oh, Merry Motherfucking Christmas. Well, he did like to, um, you know, f- f- fuck women. <laughs> well, he loved two things, Sensibly. Christmas and pussy. And Indeed. I think he brought them together quite wonderfully here. No, I think that, that you're absolutely right. I think that's, that encapsulates, encapsulates Mr. Oh, absolutely. Mr. E. Absolutely. What happened next, Paul? Ooh. This week's theme is phone calls because, well, last week's were really funny. They made me laugh. Those ones in two. Nice. QVC and whatnot. <laughs> so I, I found some more, but not not phone-ins to um, to, to home shopping. Um, mm. Just uh, just other phone calls. Uh, and, and the first <laughs> one is in fact a phone, uh, someone phoning in one of those late night quiz shows that you see on TV. You know when they have oh, like yeah, a puzzle yeah, yeah. up on the screen or whatever. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the first one is from that. So let's take a listen, shall we? Let's do it. Good evening. You're live on the show. Who's there? The Dean. What's your name? Sabine. Hello, Sabine, where are you from? Uh, London. Sabine from London, how old are you? 18. 18, very good. <laughs> okay, Sabine, you've got a very young He's voice. Not. Hope you don't mind me asking, <laughs> what's your date of birth? Clearly not 18. I think you can agree there. I think there's, there's definitely an air of suspicion about whether that, whether, <laughs> whether that chap is, is 18. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's probably quite likely. So what happened next, Paul? I think he says, um, the 19th of, uh, of December, but 18 years ago. Okay, in, uh, in an effort to try and work out the year. That's what I'm, that's what I'm guessing. Okay, let's have a listen, shall we? Let's do it. Sabine from London, how old are you? 18. 18, very good. Okay, Sabine, you've got a very young voice. Hope you don't mind me asking, what's your date of birth? 1964. 1964? <laughs> 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 so she actually says, or he or she, actually says 1964. Which I think when that programme was recorded would have made her 37. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm not sure she managed to play that game. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, unlucky. Um, uh-huh. next Hard question, luck. Next Great question, effort, though. Now, yeah. as, I, as I mentioned to you off-air, um, mm-hmm. this, this, this question's quite long. Um, <laughs> so do, do, do stick with it, because it's pretty funny. But, um, it's, it's a man phoning up, I think Asda, and he's got a complaint. Okay. Um, so let's have a listen, shall we? Go for it. Try supermarket for the last 10 years. Please wait, and we will connect you to the next available colleague who will be happy to help. Might. If it's not, I apologise. <laughs> Good afternoon, you food to the ASDA service team. How can I help? Hi, I'm, I'm really not happy. I'd like to make a complaint, please. <laughs> OK, then, sir. What is this complaint about? <laughs> no, well, listen, I've just bought a pizza in ASDA, Zimmertha Tidville. I've just got home. There's absolutely no topping on it. You know, that's, that's my dinner for the night. <laughs> well, there's no topping on it whatsoever? <laughs> no, nah, just bread. Just bread, <laughs> Tomato sauce? No, not even tomato sauce, just bread. <laughs> oh, okay then, sir. Sorry about that, first of all. But um, thanks for letting us know this information. Mm. Because what I'm actually going to do for you now is I'm going to log a product call to claim. Mm. And this is where we can get you out of <laughs> the holiday. And also a goodwill gesture. 
the inconvenience caused by a product. Fair play. And from the packaging details they submit to me, we'll be able to launch a little investigation as to why this happened oh, or dear. is happening. Plus, that provides feedback as well for us and our suppliers to make things better in the future. I mean, what about my dinner now, though? I've got to go angry, have I? Well, this. I'm sorry about that, sir, but if you can get back to the store, <laughs> the data exchange is Oh, i got to go all the way back up to Asda just to take this bloody pizza back <laughs> and get a new one. We're topping on. Well, sorry about that, sir, because all I can do for it, obviously I can't sub- send you out a pizza, can I? can't so give you a pizza. This could, you, could you get one delivered? Or <laughs> could I get one delivered? It's just, you know, it's a long way. I mean, that's a double topping Asda. I'm all the way back my town. It's a long way to go. <laughs> right, I thought I was be able to provide that service for you. I can... which, which area do you live in? Oh, in town, in Merthyr. I mean, look at it, it's just... Oh, wait. So what happens next? <laughs> so after all of that, he, he basically goes, oh, wait. <laughs> what happens next? What has he discovered? I think I might know this. What do you think happened next, Paul? <laughs> I, think, I think we should we should let the man find out. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I Let's think it's a, a cracker. <laughs> Let's have a little listen, shall we? <laughs> Oh, in town in Merthyr. I mean, look at it, it's just... Ah, oh, wait. Ah. Oh, I, I so, my mate, sorry, I've, I've opened it upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Ah, oh, right. <laughs> oh, that's fucking amazing. He opened it upside down. Um, oh, the poor guy. Poor guy. Unbelievable. <laughs> Um, so unfortunately, Paul, I'll give you a point for that one because it seems like you knew. It. Yeah, um, I so heard that before a long, so well done, a while ago. <laughs> unbelievable. Um, so that's this week's what happened next. Sub editor slam, y'all. Merry Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Um, another four headlines that we. Slam down with. Yeah, we uh, do. Slam, throw at the other person. The other person's got to come up with a sub-editor line. Like uh, first one for you, Paul, as ever, from this. the Daily Express. Oh, yes. And, the, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a typically, um, you know, n- not melodramatic sort of headline. And it reads, The rise of the sex robots. There will be no <laughs> way to stop someone ordering dolls that look like you. Oh, my God. Or Diana. What a fucking warning that is. <laughs> Sinister future. That is a Daily Express. Dark little seedy fucking world they live in over there, isn't it? Yeah. So what is it? The rise of sex robots. Colon. <laughs> there will be no way to stop ordering dolls that look like you. Stop fucking someone hell. ordering dolls that look like you. Shit. Um. Rise of sex robots. Um, wow. I get the impression that that <laughs> uh, that that sort of uh, comment is targeted at women more than men. Because I reckon men would be like, nice. Sweet. <laughs> <You know? laughs> nice, all these chicks are like banging me. Like, <laughs> nice. Janet, can I get a photo quick? <laughs> can I get a photo of you banging me? Thanks. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so yeah, what were you saying? Rise of, uh, rise of, uh, well, I had one a minute ago. Um, yeah, rise of sex robots. Um, Trump's meeting this week with uh, tech giants, uh, CEOs ends more productively and slightly more rapey than many had thought. Oh, <laughs> it's bound to happen. Um, it's bound to happen, wouldn't it? Gets fucked in the room with a bunch of geniuses. Mm. You're walking out of there banging a robot. Um, this uh, first one for you, sir, is from the good old BBC. Oh, the B. Appreciate it while you've got it. Won't be here forever. Yep. 
True. Um, and this is the slow cooker revolution. Yeah. Um, yeah. The slow cooker revolution. Um, cash strap families the nation over take to roasting meat using matches. Um, because everyone's poor now. Uh. <laughs> That's true. We are. We are. Thanks. Fifty-two percent. Um, we are. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Next one for you, Paul, is from Russia's finest, everyone's favourite publication in Russia, fucking Pravda, <laughs> the um, oh, former, well, current sort of state, state-run newspaper thingy. And the headline reads: "Blaming Putin for everything, ridiculous." It's totally ridiculous. You cannot, you can't blame him for everything. Maybe like ten things, not everything. How can you no, blame? No, no. How can you blame? Is crazy. Is 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 it blame or is it love? Exactly. <laughs> um, blaming Putin for everything. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, the Russian tourist board unveil new slogan to drive visitors. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 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 <laughs> blaming Putin got? for everything. Ridiculous. Come to Moscow. Come. Unless, unless come. you are gay, you are not welcome. You cannot um, come. Gays and blacks, no. Uh, this for you is from our great friends at the Daily Mail, and it's a favourite oh, uh, of the Daily Mail. gets uh, gets pulled out every year. Lovely. Christmas is cancelled. Oh, typical. Cancelled. Muslims, gays, and Ramonas took it, <laughs> and it's likely to push your ass prices down and all. Um, that was Daily actually Mail. the story as well. That's, yeah, exactly. Uh... That was. Well, yeah, sorry, I just read the first paragraph. <laughs> you, the you cheated on that one. That's Cheating. Uh... Um, Next one for you, Paul, is yep. from Connecticut's or the Connecticut region's kind of favourite newspaper, Greenwich Time. Oh wow! And uh, it's in the US. <laughs> and the uh, headline reads: "Poor weather delays start of my anus river dredging." <laughs> no. So that's poor <laughs> my weather anus delays. Really needs dredging. <laughs> st- delays the start of my anus river dredging. Okay. <laughs> the river dredging in my anus. Ah, oh, I just wish someone would dredge my anus, but never... it's raining again. God damn it! <laughs> why don't they just hurry up and dredge my anus? Why would Why would poor weather delay? <laughs> I don't know. I don't um, know. poor weather delays start of my anus river dredging. River dredging. Um, yeah. Apparently, if the river gets too wet, it's no good for dredging. So your anus <laughs> goes undredged. <laughs> your anus goes undredged. <laughs> I mean, the headline itself there is it's too funny to bounce off of well. It's too. It's, too, it's, <laughs> it's a too, fucking corker. It's a my anus headline. river. <laughs> Anytime my anus gets dredged, it's... It's just it's time, not, it's not time dredged. Time for math. Um, what you got for uh, me, Paul? Next one for you, sir. This is from The Age, which is a uh, publication out of the Melbourne region oh, of nice. Australia. The, Australian uh, Age. The Age. And the uh, headline is... Time to face the cost of brown coal miners. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Brown coal um, miners. See a bit of the old brown coal mining. <laughs> the old Australian brown coal miners, eh? <laughs> Persistent anus scratches, 50% more likely to suffer fungal infection. <laughs> if you're going to scratch, if you're going to go mining for that brown coal, you're going to pay the price. Um, nice. <laughs> um, last one for you, Paul, is from The Guardian. <laughs> Oh, lovely. Proper newspaper, yeah, proper newspaper. They're actually a newspaper. And then (laughs) it reads, I was reunited with my long-lost son 
Then he vanished again. <laughs> and I don't Aww. think it was meant to be funny. I think it was a serious... Bloody Guardian. <laughs> yeah, good one, Guardian. Dicks. Yeah. Um, man shares sad tale that makes everyone think he secretly must be a bastard. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, Why would his son leave again? Just... That's from Graham and that. Yeah, just sounds like it's just... Like the, the the diary of that woman from Home Alone, the mother out of Home Alone. <laughs> I was reunited with my son again. Just, then like, just I left him in him. New York. I'm actually a shit parent, but let's make a movie about it. Um, what's the last one for me, Paul? Last one for you. Last one for you. And this is a trip once more to the BBC. Appreciate Beautiful. it while you've got it. Um, and the headline is: Voya Elvis singer Darrell Weaver jailed for sex crimes. <laughs> A voyeur, a voyeur Elvis singer, Daryl Weaver, jailed for sex crimes. Jailed for sex crimes. What a voyeur sex crimes, Elvis. Voyeur, was it? Read it again. (laughs) It was again. um, Voyeur Elvis singer, (laughs) Daryl Weaver, jailed for sex crimes. (laughs) But let's face it. (laughs) If standing outside a fitness first window and wanking in an Elvis wig is is a crime, we're all a little bit guilty. That's very true. Hey. We've all been there. We've been all been there. there. Once, once, all over once. your blue suede shoes. Wee. That stain's not coming out. Um, so that's the end of Sub Slam this week. It um, is. And I think you picked me to the post by four seconds. So you yeah. win. Well done. You just well done. Yeah, um, I've double checked that. It comes out fine. Performance there in the final lap. You really thank you. Thank you really you. took it round the bend, uh, which right. is excellent. Best way to take so, it. So, but that's that brings this week's show to a close, Paul. Um, uh Thanks to uh, James for joining in. Thanks to massive. Thanks thank to you. you. Thanks session. to everyone for listening. Awesome. Oh, yeah, you did. A Do great follow job us listening. on Twitter at Chris Digest. Follow us on YouTube, SoundCloud, it's easy as well. Podbean, iTunes. Subscribe and all that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just subscribe mm-hmm. it. Oh, rate us, like us, all that, Go on, do it. all that stuff. Do email us as well. We don't get enough emails. Email us uh, thegristledigest at gmail.com and we'll see you next week. Ta-da. If you sing the song the way it was written, and you march along to the beat of the drum.